Well, amen. It's good some people know how to sing well. Amen. <laughs> if I was to sing and lead music, you guys would be crying. I used to have to do that in my church sometimes. That wasn't good, but uh, anyways. You know, I, uh, I think about uh, something's on my mind. I just, most of you have probably heard uh, Earlier today, I understand that uh, Kobe Bryant was killed and some of his family in a helicopter crash. And, you know, I, uh, we need to pray about that situation, that something might good come out of it. I don't know. But, you know, what, what concerns me is here we are on a Sunday night. We're worshiping our Lord, and the whole United States will be mourning over a basketball player. Amen. And, uh, I mean, we should, I guess, mourn. And it's just an amazing thing, though, today that... Uh, so many of our athletes today are just almost like a god to so many people. There's probably people tonight that are out in the streets and, uh, you know, doing all kinds of crazy things because of this, but we're going to try to lift up the Lord today, amen. Uh, the, uh, the Lord is uh, soon coming, I believe, amen. If you would uh, look at the book of Ephesians, uh, chapter 4, and we're going to start tonight uh, uh, in verse 21. I uh, surely have uh, appreciated being here today and uh, always liked this church. I uh, um, just impressed and uh, excited about what's going on here over all these years. I mentioned this morning that uh, Cheryl and I have known uh, Mark and Sherry before they had children, amen, and all these years. And uh, boy, just uh, they started in the basement and uh, went, uh, you guys all know the story, but boy, it's just a, it's just a blessing to see what's going on in this church. And, you know, if the Lord tarries, it's going to be something else different, I'm sure. Amen. I know preacher is never uh, satisfied. Amen. And that's a good thing. Amen. But if you're in uh, chapter 4 of Ephesians, we're going to start in verse 21. Uh, verse 21. The Bible says uh, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness, 
Wherefore, putting away lying, lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. <clears throat> let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that is needeth. Let no corrupt communication uh, proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto hearing. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And this verse 32 will be really my platform tonight. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight. And Lord, I'm asking, Father, just in this time that we have in the Word of God tonight, that Lord, that you would come and, Father, that you would touch us. Father, I pray that, God, uh, when I open my mouth, that you would fill it, Lord. And God, uh, we don't need to hear anything from me, but God, we need to hear from you tonight, Lord. So, Father, I pray that you take the service right now. And God, that you would use it for your glory, and God, that you would touch hearts. And Father, I pray that, uh, Father, we'd be a little better off after we leave this place tonight. Father, thank you for the music. Thank you for this warm and nice building. And God, I just pray that you're lifted up tonight, Lord, and God will thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, in uh, Colossians chapter 3, in verse uh, 13, uh, we find another scripture there that I want to just kind of use tonight as a platform, I really am going to bring a message tonight on the power of forgiveness, amen? And uh, back in uh, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 13, the Bible says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye, amen? You know, I think about this tonight, uh, there's two aspects of forgiveness, there's divine and there's human, Amen? In other words, if you're saved in here tonight, uh, your sins have been forgiven, amen? And uh, so, because of that, uh, we can be the type of people that God wants us to be, but so often we have this deal that we have to deal with, with, with our flesh, with our human bodies, with, with people, and all of these things, amen? And, uh, but we have some scripture here, and I think about the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was, was a mean man, Amen? Uh, when he was Saul of Tarsus, and it's an amazing thing how good God is to save a man like that, or to save a man like you or me, amen? And uh, again, uh, when we get saved, uh, we get the Spirit of God, and we need to start to focus on the things of God and what means pleasing to Him, amen? And think about that today, you know, in every day of my life, if I go back and look at these things since I've been saved, I don't know that I can say that I always please God with everything I do. And I believe that you could be the same way, amen? But one of the things that we see is uh, we see this, that there's two aspects of forgiveness. There's divine and there's human. Divine God toward man and human man toward man. And these scriptures really uh, spell that out for us tonight. And I'm thinking today uh, just about this scripture. And God, I uh, started to deal with me about that earlier this week uh, to preach on this, or last week rather. And uh, this isn't an easy thing to preach about, but I can tell you this, after two years of running through churches and talking to pastors and all the things, forgiveness is a big thing. Amen? 
It truly is. And uh, sometimes uh, we have a hard time with that. But the need of forgiveness from God toward man without forgiveness, God's wrath would consume man. And the need of forgiveness from man toward man without forgiveness, man's wrath could consume man. I think about what's going on outside the doors tonight. I'll tell you what, it is caustic out there. Amen. Uh, we, uh, this, this, this last two years uh, have just been something that we never thought that we would see in this country. Just the hatred and the, the, the bigotry and just all the different things and the lies and all of those kind of things. And one thing that certainly is missing is forgiveness. Amen. Uh, you know, I, I tell people this a lot. I, I, uh, I shave my face every morning in the, in, in the bathroom. Amen. And I'm looking at the mirror and I know who I am. Amen. I know what I'm capable of. Amen. And I hope that you do, but we have this flesh, amen? In this flesh dwelleth no good thing. Nothing, amen? If there's anything good in us, it comes from Christ, amen? Uh, We've got the fruit of the the Spirit, and uh, so we need to understand some things about, but we want to explain just a little bit tonight about the focus on uh, forgiveness. The Bible says in Psalm 103 and verse 3, it says, Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases? You know, the matter of forgiveness is complete. The issue is settled. All thine iniquities, amen? In other words, God forgives all of our iniquities, amen? Uh, They're done and paid for already, amen? Those are past, you know, past, present, and future, and uh, we need to learn those things. Uh, This means that all and forevermore, the sins you have committed, uh, yet have already been forgiven. No grudges, no investigations. The prophet Micah in Micah 7.19 says, He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities. And they will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Amen. You know, I'm glad that God doesn't bring up our sin. Amen. Our sin is covered in the blood. Amen. But this thing of forgiveness is forgiveness uh, presents the matter as though it never happened. Uh, no more action, forgive and forget. The psalmist says in Psalm 103 and verse 12, As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions for us. Amen. What a lovely, what a promise it is. Amen. God doesn't bring up things back to us, but you know something? This devil sure does. Amen. The devil always wants to bring the junk up. But as far as from the east, from the west, think about that today. He's removed. Amen? He's removed and uh, our transgressions from us. So when forgiveness is given, the matter is settled permanently. There's a need to be, uh, there, need, there need be no uh, repetition or doubt. The situation is over. No other action is required. Amen? God puts it away. He truly does. And following forgiveness, obedience to God's word only need be the issue. And here's the thing. I brought that up this morning a little bit. When you sin, you come before God in confession of your sin, and God will forgive you of all your unrighteousness. We find that in 1 John 1, 9. And, you know, we need to obey that. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from, the, uh, from all unrighteousness. Amen. You know, we need to, in our prayer... We need to understand that God wants to hear from us. Amen? You know, I've, uh, as a pastor over the years, I've seen bitterness in people. I've seen people that would not repent. They would not uh, get right 
uh, in situations. And uh, that's one of the part, uh, you know, the part of the, the uh, ministry that's not a lot of fun, amen? And you may be sitting here tonight, maybe there's some people in here. I know uh, uh, we've got a smaller uh, group tonight, but you know something? Forgiveness is important to God, and it ought to be, forget- it ought to be uh, important to us, amen? I think about that. We just need to always go back and think about how we were forgiven, amen? God forgave us when we weren't really uh we didn't deserve it. I guess that's the word that I'm saying. But we see the extent of that forgiveness. You know, the writer uh, the, in the book of Luke, you know, there's a responsibility for forgiveness. And Luke wrote in 17.3, Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. You know, I just need to ask you tonight, is this Bible your guide? Amen? You know, we read those verses, but do we apply them to our lives? You know, uh, again, I've been around so many people, you know, this is something that needs to be applied going, uh, you know, to someone with the, the right heart. In other words, we've got to get our heart right. You know, there should never be a time or a reason when Christians would not forgive a trespasser. Amen? Think about that tonight. But you know something, as I've pastored and as I've gone to different churches, you know, I hate to say this, but uh, I'm just being open with this tonight. I, I, I've met a lot of people in church that used to be in other churches. Amen? And... Uh, most of them that I've talked to, I really don't get in their business. I really don't want to hear their business. But you can, when you talk to them, you can tell uh, that they're not settled. Amen. And uh, you know that to be true. I'm just telling you tonight. I'm talking to the I'm talking to the church family that's here on a Wednesday night, or excuse me, a Sunday night. Let me say something to you today. Forgiveness is something that God wants us to do. Amen. Forgiveness has to be on our heart. Amen. We are flesh and blood. And we do stupid things. You know, men, all we have to do is ask our wives. Amen? And uh, we say things, we do things, we think things. But this idea that some people have that, well, you know what? I'm not going to forgive that person because of what they did. Amen? Now, let's, the extent of that forgiveness. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, seven times in a day, turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. How's that working? Amen. It's the Word of God. Amen. It's the Word of God. That's what it is. And uh, so we've got we've to really start to put this stuff in, in proper uh, perspective. But the reoccurrence of forgiveness is, you know, if a trespassing person comes to a child of God asking for forgiveness... Our forgiveness toward that person is to be ever repeating. That's what the Bible tells us, amen? And, uh, you know, I understand um, some people just, Father, are never going to be right. But you know something? We here, I think about this today, it's important that we apply all the Bible, just not what we like, amen? This thing of forgiveness is not an easy thing. Let me, let me just be clear with you, Amen? 
You know, there's, uh, there's some things that have happened in my life. I'm sure there's people that's ha- things that happened in your life that uh, you could be, you know, you could be, uh, you know, kind of grumpy about, amen? But the truth of the matter is, think about this, is uh, we got to get over that because that's past. We've got to go forward, amen? You know, I know there's a lot of people with a root of bitterness, and, and uh, we'll talk about that here a little bit down the, the, in this message, but... You know, the recurrences of forgiveness is important. If a trespassing person comes to a child of God asking for forgiveness, our forgiveness toward that person is to be ever repeating, and I already read that. But, uh, you know, think about this. The realm of forgiveness, this means that all offenses have been removed. Every person has been forgiven through the grace of God and because of that redemption on Calvary. Suppose that in every prison in America an announcement was made that every person was forgiven and then all the doors were opened. Uh, that's never going to happen. I preach in the prisons. But you know what? Some, some men get there, some women get there, they get forgiveness. Amen? And you know, it changes their, changes their being, it changes who they are. You know, we have, uh, I had the privilege last summer, I just want to say this to you, I tell you this story. I had it in one of my prayer letters, but this was this was something that really helped me uh, to understand how awesome God uses the prison to meet the needs of men and women. But we were there at a family uh, gathering up at Lorraine Correctional Institution, and uh, we were in there with another ministry that puts this on. And what they do, they invite uh, thirty or forty uh, inmates. Uh, to come into the gym, and their families are invited. Amen? And uh, we do this uh, with this ministry. Uh, we have church. Amen? We have a sermon uh, that we preach at the adults. They have a kids club uh, there. This thing lasts about four hours. Uh, we had a set-down meal, and all that we preached to them. And uh, really got to know these inmates on a different level, amen. Most of the time uh, when we're in prison, uh, we walk into a room, and uh, as soon as we get set up, they come in, they come in and, and, and file, they sit down on the seats, you don't really get to talk to them too much, you preach to them, sometimes you can't even uh, shake hands with them, not so much in Ohio, but some other states that have problems. But what I'm saying is, is, is um, I found something different in that thing. I was so glad that I was able to go to that. I'd been out of town all week, and this thing was on a Saturday, and I was driving up there, and I'm thinking, man, Lord, I don't want to go to this. I just, man, I'm tired. I wanted to stay home, but I'm so glad that I went because here's what I saw. I got to eat lunch with this really tall um, uh, he was a good-looking guy to say that. He was big and strong, had big old muscles like some of these teenagers do down here. Amen? <laughs> Trying to butter you guys up. Amen? Yeah, they're a little taller than some of you guys, but you're younger than he was. But this guy was in jail. Listen to this. He was probably 6'2", six, 6'3", six, you know, real strong. And uh, he told me uh, after lunch, we were talking for a couple of minutes. He said, Brother Dave, he says, he says I, I know you're probably trying to wonder why I'm here. He goes, he goes, I'm getting out in six months. And I watched him. Uh, his girlfriend was there. His daughter was with him. This little girl was with him. He'd been in, he'd been in uh, jail for three years. And that little girl just hung on him that whole four hours 
uh, while he was there. And man, I thought, man, look at this. And this guy had a killer smile. And here's what he said. He didn't tell me what he did, but he had, uh, what is that, uh, what, what the guys from uh, Iraq and stuff get? He had that, uh, that syndrome, that I forget what they call it, PSDAD, and he went off on somebody. That's all he told me. And so he must have done something pretty bad to whoever he did, but he got three and a half years. And you know, uh, he's talking to me about that, and man, he was just so happy. And he says, you know what? He goes, I know this. He says, God put me in jail so I could get saved. And I said, hallelujah, amen. That's a great thing, amen. He found forgiveness in jail, amen. And I'm telling you, the guy was just chirpy. I mean, he was, he was happy. He was, he was just, just really grinning and just so ex- excited about what happened in his life. And I think about this. When we are forgiven, we ought to remember we need to go back. I remember the day. I remember the day that uh, in, in, down in Columbus, Ohio, when I got saved. It wasn't a big old thing, but it's, I know that's the day. And a year later, all the different things that happened in my life, and God was there in my life, and all through step, through step, through step. Amen. And God is always there for me. And I think about those days where I need to ask Him for forgiveness again. And I think about He still comes, and He still wants to know me and be with me. Amen. And this man... All I'm saying is that he was put in jail, and he said that. He goes, this happened so that I could get saved. He says, I would have never got saved any other way. Amen? And he's probably, that was clear last summer, so he's probably out or going to get out pretty soon. And boy, I hope he just goes on the straight and narrow. Amen? But forgiveness is a wonderful thing. And so, suppose, here again, that's exactly what has happened to, to, to you and me. All your iniquities have been forgiven. You've been given an open door from the prison of sin that you are now abiding in. Thus, you can walk through the door to freedom and liberty. Amen? So there needs to be that example. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 13, the Bible says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. That's a commandment. Amen? That's for us. That we have to give, we have to give into that particular thing, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. You know, <clears throat> forbearing means this: to put up with, to bear with, endure, forbear and suffer. You know what? I don't know about you, but I'm not perfect. Amen. Can I say that you're not perfect either? But you know, sometimes uh, we can be an attitude where we act like we are. Amen. Uh, it's always easy to look at the other person. Amen. It's fun in church. Hello. We're laughing, but the truth is, you know, uh, we think and do some things that really are just kind of crazy. Amen. Just being honest with us. We're, we're talking to the church crowd tonight. We're, we're, we're supposed to be the best of the best, amen, because we're here on Sunday night, amen? But the truth of the matter is we pick up a lot of things from the world, amen? Man, when we look at the world and what they're doing, man, they're ratting on each other. They're beating each other up. They're, uh, you know, calling them all kinds of things, doing all kinds of things, but we need to do better, amen, instead of being bitter, 
That's the thing. We need to be better instead of bitter. We need to be better instead of bitter. Amen. You know, we don't have any reason to hold a grudge. Like I said, I shave my face every day in the mirror, and I know who I am. Amen. I can be a grizzly bear sometimes. Amen. My wife, my wife has told me this all this time, all these years. What is it you say you uh, almost probably could have chewed her tongue off three or four times since we've been married? Anyways, the flesh, it's not any good. Amen. The example of forgiveness is found better in the Colossians chapter 3.13. It says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Forbearing means putting up with, and again, bear and dear. Quarrel means that blame, fault, and complain against. This uh, could cover uh, any reason uh, for you to have ill feelings against anybody. So we are each to be forbearing one another. And if you have a quarrel against a fellow man, you are commanded by the Word of God to forgive him. And you know something I think about this, even as Christ forgave you. I was pretty ugly when God was looking for me. You might be saying, you're still pretty ugly, Dave. But the truth of the matter is, do you realize that God come looking for me and he came looking for you when you weren't very pretty? Amen. And I'm not talking about your outside. I'm talking about your inside. I still weep over the fact that God saved my soul when he did because I was a rotten tomato. Amen. I could tell you some stories and say, I, I, I've told some stories in certain places and people say, I can't believe you used to be that guy. I used to be that guy. But it's an amazing thing when I was at my worst God came and gave me his best. He came tracking me down in Columbus, Ohio and saved my soul, amen? And he's put up with me for all these years now, amen? And uh, how is it that we can complain and not want to be forgiving to other people? We each need to read this. Even as Christ forgave you, it is a Christ-like to forgive, even as Christ... You know, people don't need to see us. They need to see Christ. And you know what? If you can, if you can get your heart right and you can uh, go to somebody and say, you know something, I realize that I've been bitter. I, I realize that I've maybe offended you. Uh, is that so hard? Amen. When you look at what Jesus Christ did for you, if you're saved tonight. Amen. Maybe you're not as bad as I was. Amen. But I can tell you this, Christ, it is Christ-like to forgive, even as Christ. How did Christ forgive freely? He did, he did not hesitate or delay when we asked him. Entirely, he, per, he pardoned all of our offenses. He required no satisfaction. Uh, what we should have paid, he paid. Amen. By the way, he paid the debt that we owe, that we can't pay. Amen. And so we see these things, but are we putting them into practice in our lives? Forever he did it so as remember our sins no more and to treat us ever onward as we have not sinned. So we should forgive an offending brother or sister. Forgave you. He required no retribution for our forgiveness. 
He offered himself a sacrifice for our sins and then forgave every person. To be Christ-like is to be forgiving. Amen? People need to see Christ in us. You know, in the book of Acts, chapter 13 and verse 38, we've got plenty of uh, Scripture here that we can look at. But be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And for thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. You know, God will not bring up others' faults. Uh, he will question how we react. He is, uh, he is our example. Think about that. He forgave us. You know, we're all going to stand before him one day. You know, and I'm not looking forward to that. How about you? You know, I've made some mistakes. I'm not perfect. He is. And you know, when we do things wrong, it's because we didn't follow the actions that he wanted us to have. We didn't follow the word of God. We didn't follow and do things the way he said. You know, we uh, fight in this flesh. We know that a lot of times it's the flesh that we deal with. But you know, God expects some things from us. We still have the Holy Spirit. The expectation of forgiveness, we find again here, and uh, so also you do. Even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. We are expected to forgive. For a Christian not to forgive is, a, to, is foreign to the Bible. And we see more in all these different scriptures. In Mark chapter 11 and verse 25, And when you stand praying, forgive, if you have ought against any, that your Father also, uh, which is in heaven, may forgive you, uh, you your trespasses. Matthew uh, 11 and verse 26 says, Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. Amen? Luke, Luke uh, 6, 37, the Bible says, Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. The Scriptures are perfect. The Scriptures are fulfilling. Amen? The Scriptures point us to what we're supposed to do. Our expectation should not be uh, that other person must uh, make restitution before we forgive him. You know, sometimes we feel the other person should come first. Amen? Sometimes, uh, but God deals with each person. Amen? God deals with each person. And uh, to demand an apology before we forgive is to demand a price to be paid for our apology. So God will handle our problems. You know, we worry too many times about, uh, I think about this. Sometimes we want to get involved in other people's problems. That's God's problem. Amen? You know, we, uh, we have these uh, little problems in church. We have problems with people, and we do. Let's, let's, make our, you know, let's make it just real tonight. We do have problems. You know, one of our biggest problems in life is people. <laughs> Amen? Uh, you know, uh, again, we talk about what goes on, and you know what? We're supposed to be the ones that walk right and do right and be right. Amen? We're the ones that's supposed to be different. And I hate it when I talk about, you know, I run into people before that, you know, you have as well when you're at somebody's door talking to them about Christ, and they don't want anything to do with him because of some Christian. Hello? If you're a soul winner, you've ran into that quite a bit, a matter of fact. You know, you'll have somebody that won't be very nice to you, and they'll say, well, you know, that guy right over there claims to be a Christian. I see him go to church every Sunday, and you ought to see what he done to me. Amen? That's the truth. 
We need to be careful. You know, uh, not only is God watching, and that's the one we ought to be careful with, but other people are watching us, amen? And you'll never be a witness. You'll never be a witness if you don't follow these procedures, amen? And so these scriptures are written in the action tense. They're there to be consideration to, except to act. We are to forgive, amen? So we see and we stand praying, forgive, if you have ought against any, that your Father is also in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in sight. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. Remember, God will handle all things in His timing. Amen? He'll handle it all. It'll all get separated out, and it'll all be right. Holding on to those grudges, though, is not good. You know, the expression of uh, forgiveness, and we see this in Ephesians 4.32, and uh, be ye kind one another, tenderhearted, forgiving with one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. You know, Christian forgiveness should be a, a tip of the tongue matter. We are to be the kind of uh, kind to one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Uh, we should look at uh, every offense as another opportunity to forgive the offender. You know, I've seen some really tender people. Have you ever, have you ever been around a person that uh, says something? You know, sometimes I say things before I think. You ever do that? Amen. But you know something? I've been around some Christians, and I, and, and I just want you to understand this, and you probably know some, and maybe some of you are like this, but I've had people come to me over time, and in churches usually, it happens in a church, and I'll have a person come up to me, and they'll say to me, he said, Brother Dave, he said, uh, listen, I want to apologize to you. And I've had people come up to me in tears. And you know something? Let me just say something. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get a, a definite thought into your mind tonight. If somebody comes up to me and apologizes to me for something that they did at some time, you know, back this way or this way, that I don't even, sometimes it's, it's, I didn't even remember it, don't even think about it. But you know why that person did that? Because they were obedient to the Holy Spirit of God. And I'm telling you today, if you're not willing to forgive what you're doing is you're not allowing the Holy Spirit of God to work in your heart. I can remember just a couple of faces just came, that just came into my mind about people coming up to me and said, Brother Dave, I'm, I'm sorry about what I did this. And I'm like, man, I don't even know what you're talking about. But they're in tears. Amen? They're truly repentant. They're truly sorry. And it's just the Holy Spirit of God, listen, we've got to allow that Holy Spirit of God to direct us and allow this flesh just to get away, amen, and let it overrule. But when we consider the forgiveness that was, you know, rendered to us from God, the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ, and the compassion that was granted us should cause us to look for opportunities to forgive others. Man, when we look at the forgiveness of God, we should be able to forgive anybody, and not allow it to, you know, take us in, into the place that we don't want to be. Failure to forgive will destroy you and cause you to be harbored hatred and malice towards others. You know, again, I've, we've been in some churches that, man, there's some scary people in there, amen? 
uh, they really are because they'll, you know, I, I, I just, we've seen some things and I can tell you, and I'm not here to do that, I'm not here to gossip, but I'm telling you, we've, as a missionary, I'm just shocked at some of the things that are going on, amen, and it's not Christ-like. And that's why I'm bringing this message tonight. But you know what, if you're angry at somebody tonight, if you say, uh, I'm not going to talk to that person anymore, that doesn't line up with what we're, we're talking about tonight. Amen? And I'm saying, you know, I'm, I guess I'm putting you on the stove tonight. Amen? But I just think this. I, you know, a bad attitude is something that will really ruin a church. Amen? And I realize we sometimes can get up on the grumpy side of our bed and we have a bad attitude, but it's, it's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a root that's been in your life for a while, and it's starting to cause caustic things to happen around you. Amen? You know, I've got a couple of people, uh, don't take this personally, and it's not anybody here at this church, but there are some people I avoid. You got any of those kind of friends? I got those kind of friends that they've been bitter for years, and they always want to talk about uh, why they're bitter. Amen? And they don't ever want to do anything about it. You know, and if you're here tonight and you're one of those kind of people, uh, you need to do something about it. But, you know, uh, we see just on coming to the end of this, but the occlusion uh, of forgiveness, we see that in Matthew chapter uh, 6 and 15. It says, but if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. You know what we're looking at then is we need to realize that God's going to start to judge us and chastise us about those things. You know, what are we talking about prevents Christian happiness? I don't know about you, but I'm happy. I'm a happy Christian. Amen? I really am. I don't know that, uh, I tell you what, I, I can't get enough church. Sunday, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I like the special meetings, amen. I like, uh, I like all, the th- all, all the things, you know. The wonderful thing is, you know, next, uh, next Sunday I'm going to be down in West Virginia. And you know where I'm going to be? Sherry, I'm going to be at Joey Dollar's church, amen. Going to be preaching down there all Sunday. It was one of my teenagers, amen. And uh, there, was a, there was a time in his life where he started to be sweet with my uh, daughter, Praise the Lord uh, that he married somebody else. Amen? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> now, I, I'm just kidding about that. But, you know, uh, I think about just the wonderful things that, you know, uh, those kind of things, just teaching teenagers and uh, a youth director and all those things. I talked to him on the phone today, and uh, I haven't talked to him for a while. We made that meeting back last uh, probably four or five months ago. I was down in uh, uh, Prudy Town. Uh, preaching in the jail, and his church is just about a half an hour from there. He met me for lunch up there. That's the first time I'd seen him for a couple of years because he was pastoring down in uh, Florida. But boy, it was just a, you know, it was just a, a great thing to to see him. And uh, he was real close in our family. He was always over at our house and those kind of things. You know, uh, I'm talking about uh, that boy was a real struggle for me when he was a young kid. And if you know who he is, I mean, he was. He was, you know, he uh, he was. His, his mom and dad, his dad uh, uh, wasn't uh, really a big part of his life. His dad loved him and stuff, but uh, I stuck up for him all the time, amen? 
And I can remember uh, his dad uh, is a, a businessman, makes a lot of money and does a real good thing. And he's a, he's a saved man, but I don't think he's real, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if he's in church or not, but uh, he, wanted, uh, he wanted Joe to go to a secular college and, and be a salesman and make a lot of money. And uh, Joe had the call, amen? And uh, so his dad came over to my house, and he was a little grumpy, amen? Uh, he's sitting in my living room, and he says, so I understand that you're trying to tell my son that he needs to go to a Bible college. I said, yes, sir. And he still talks about that. In my living room, he was a man who was a Christian, but he wanted his boy. And there was a little bit of a, you know, there was a little bit of a, a decisive, you know, thing that he had to do. But you know what? He listened. Amen. And the wonderful thing about being in the church like this is, you know, I got to talk to that, that young man tonight. Amen. This is, his, I think, his third church now that he's uh, pastoring. He's got a Bible camp. Amen. He's a good preacher. He's, uh, he's really, now I would have never thought, amen, he was a little skinny runt. Amen. Man, he didn't weigh 80 pounds wet. Amen. And uh, uh, he was ornery. Uh, matter, of, matter of fact, it just, the truth of it, there's a couple of times I could have killed him. Amen. <laughs> but you know something? We stuck with him. Amen. You know what? I didn't get angry, didn't get bitter. Just forgave him for the things that he did. You know, maybe tonight there's some things in your life. You know, some things that happens if we don't forgive. It prevents Christian happiness. I've already said that, but it prevents answered prayer. You know, our prayer life is something that's extremely important. And you know, we're going to close this down here in just a few minutes, but I know this. The Bible says here in Mark eleven twenty five, and when you stand praying, forgive, if you vote against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. You know, if you're angry at somebody tonight, if there's something in your life that's not right, I would suggest tonight that you do something about it. Amen? Because one of two things can happen. You can get it right tonight and be happy, or you can leave this place the same way. And that's what church is all about, amen? You know, uh, some people get completely out of church because they won't forgive. I know some people like that. You know some people like that. And what they do, they're blaming it on other people. I have people tell you that they don't know what I've done, gone through. You know what? Uh, I've gone through a lot of things, Amen. You know, when you lose a wife to cancer when she's 34 years old, you can get bitter with God. Amen. But that was when God was the strongest in my life. You know, God allows problems in her life, and a lot of times He wants by the grace of God for us to get through those things. Amen. Instead of getting bitter and angry. And think about that today. You know, you may be sitting here tonight and you might have some of those problems. <clears throat> but you know that? I really don't know what you're going through in your life right now, but I know that He does. Amen? He does. And if you're one that plays around with that matter of forgiving another, then you're, uh, you can be assured that you're, uh, you will live a very miserable life if you stay like you are. Amen? We don't want to do that. We want to get that straightened out. So, <clears throat> you and I put scars on the body 
and the brow of our Lord and Savior, yet he forgave us before we were ever born. You know, bitterness will shut it, you know, it'll shorten your life. I know some people that are bitter. A bitter person is a horrible thing. Amen? Bitterness is, uh, is horrible. But again, just let me, change, let me, let me uh, close with this tonight. These verses in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 14 and 15, it says, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Think about that tonight. Bitterness will shorten your life. Let's stand and pray. Father, we come to you tonight. And God, I pray, God, for uh, Lord tonight, just, Father, this thing about forgiveness. Father, as we close the services out tonight, Lord, I, Father, I'm not uh, putting people on the spot, but God, I just know this. If you've got some issues in your life, the best thing you can do is just let God know that. And you know something? The truth of the matter is, sometimes we don't know how to get rid of what we have, but God does. And you just got to commune with Him, amen? But bitterness will destroy a church. Bitterness will destroy a family. Why don't you come tonight? Why don't you come?